We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, Andrew here with a quick programming note. If you haven't listened to part one of this podcast yet, we were having so much fun talking about this basketball team somehow that we turned this into a two-part episode. And in this one that you're about to hear, we will give out our game balls, do a tankathon simulation, make predictions, and then a very fun producer's corner where I made a bracket for these guys to fill out that I know you're all going to enjoy. If you haven't listened to part one yet, uh, it's the meat of the conversation about Tom Thibodeau and whether he should return and why he should or shouldn't, according to Jeremy, and why he should or shouldn't, according to John, as well as a longer conversation about Julius Randle and how the season has gone. If you haven't heard that part yet, just refresh your podcast feeds and it should be available. Without further ado, here's part two. Let's give out some game balls. We'll get through these last couple of categories uh, fairly quick. So no, we won't. You know what's coming. Stop it. I know what's coming. That's why I want to get to it. That's why I want to get to it. Uh, The game ball is going to be quick. I'm giving mine to Emmanuel quickly. Um, I forget if I gave it to him last year or last week, rather. If I did, I don't care. I'm giving to him again. Um, He has averaged just under 10 free throw attempts per 36 minutes for his last seven games. Um, which is there's like, I think five guys in the league ahead of him during that uh, period of time. He has figured out once again, how to get to the line, which was a massive part of his arsenal when he was a rookie, still not really hitting shots. It's funny. He was three for nine against the jazz and scored 16 points or 15 points or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so like the effective field goal percentage is still low, but um, points per shot attempt uh, is, is ultimately what you're, what you're looking at here and his, his points for shot attempt are going way up because he's getting to the foul line again. Um, Playmaking is coming along. I just, for anybody, and I was thinking about this today is like someone, you know, messaged me with like the, I hate these late season wins and like, we're just damaging our draft style. If Emmanuel quickly figures it out and like gets past where he was last year, even and takes a step up that to me, that's worth it uh, over the rest of the season because I'm still very, very high on him. And it's great to see him playing well. It's a great pick. Um, mine has to be Tom Brady. I, sw- I swear yeah. I thought you were going to do it. And <laughs> we're I didn't even still write it here. Down. No, we're still here. Go away. Wow. Uh, the other options 
not named Tom Brady are Jericho Sims, RJ Barrett, Evan Fournier, and Donovan Mitchell. I mean, if we give him a game ball, maybe that'll continue to be part of the recruitment process. Can I also make a prediction for the Jazz? Yeah, what's up? So I what my theory is that they flame out in the first or second round. They don't blow it up. And then uh, Quinn Snyder leaves because he sees lighting in the tunnel. Maybe it goes to San Antonio, which I know there's a rumor of. But what he what they what happens is that the Jazz get a new coach in there and they say, look, we can get a difference of philosophy, maybe mix some things up, change things. And then it still doesn't work. And then there are two years left of team control of Donovan Mitchell's contract. And then we enter a very fascinating offseason, which is why if you're a Knicks fan, you actually really, I can't believe I'm going to say this. And I know that both of you hate the heat and you're not going to want this. You're kind of rooting for the for the heat to get Bradley Beal because mm-hmm. they, to me, are the single biggest they are. shooter or threat they are. to getting Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. And if, if they lose up that ammo or use it up on Bradley Beal, I'm not saying that it's wide open and that the Knicks are the only team that's going to get Donovan Mitchell. But if you look at the other teams, they can win the race. And at the end of the day, we talk about this. We talk about stars. This team is nothing without stars. They can you know, do things in the meantime, but unless they get stars, they're not going to be serious. So that's why it makes me sick to actually root for the Heat to get Bradley Beal. But here we are. Anyways, yeah. I'm going to give my game ball to Jericho Sims. I love this kid. Good pick. It's like, as Fred Katz said, it's a home run if you get that at 58. And I, you know, I want him on the team on a, on a one-way contract next year. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just it. I love you, Jericho. <laughs> yeah, I love you, Jericho, too. Um, okay, uh, it's time for our segment that we introduced last week, our weekly tankathon simulation, which probably is going to be even less it's fun worse, this week. Because yeah. <laughs> they went two and one. They're in, uh, I believe, actually, they have the 11th worst record in the league right now, but 10th or 11th, something like that. Um, so, uh, Andrew, you do the honors for this, right? Andrew, you're on mute. Oh, Andrew is started screen sharing. He's yes. still on mute, though. There Hold we go. On. Okay. There we go. Can you guys see the screen? I can see yes, the screen. Can. I can see it. Okay. Awesome. So we're about to push sim lottery. This is my attempt. No, we John. Oh, we do one attempt. John, explain the segment. <laughs> we do a live simulation on Tankathon and see what the hypothetical order looks like and how it could affect both the Knicks and the NBA. Yes, as currently uh, stated, the Knicks are thirty and forty-one. They are yes. in the tied for the ninth spot with tied the Lakers. Excuse me, with the Lakers, who are also thirty and forty-one. And if the season ended today, they would be in New Orleans for the play-in game because uh, yeah. New Orleans is also thirty and forty-one. Freaking awesome! They are one half game back of Washington, or I guess half game or ahead yeah. of Washington in these yeah. standings, in which Washington is thirty and forty. Uh, two and a half behind San Antonio, three and a half behind Portland. Uh, two other, although the Spurs defeated the Warriors last night. I think the Spurs are the best. Hope. Yeah, the Spurs are the best hope for potentially getting the Knicks into eighth. Knicks ain't getting better than eighth. Um, so I don't think so either. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's do our sim. This, this is John's. John, I will That's hit sim and you. T- right, but. Okay, you're, you you got to host it. You got to okay. like explain the thing for first I just time. I I find this whole ex- I, I I never I t- said this last week. I'm not You've never pushed this. a button. You've never no, pushed I a button. I don't do this. Okay. Push well, for the Oh, wow. It's Tim's pushes mine. <laughs> okay. All right, here we go. Uh, this we is my sons. Okay. Yes. So this John, is my I'll hit sim lottery and then you explain what happened. 
Oh, oh. <laughs> so, so the Lakers got the first pick and it goes to New Orleans who gets to keep it because they top four protected their pick in the CJ McCollum trade. Great no, no, job. No. Again, this is a different one. This is the top 10 pick that they get from the Lakers. He did this last week. Oh, yeah. that's yep. did it last week. This oh, is yeah. not the CJ McCollum trade. Yeah. This one is of the, these weeks I'll get it right. This is um, the Anthony Davis trade. Hopefully Indiana not because it means they're not in the top four. Yeah. <laughs> Indiana. Um, Indiana gets the number two. Good for them. Houston gets three. Orlando gets four. And the Knicks go to 10th. Okay. Jeremy, your turn. Uh, wow. I get the least movement. This is not fun. All right. Yeah. Uh, Houston stays number one. Orlando stays number two. Portland moves up four spots, number three. And Indiana moves up two spots to number four. So, so Indiana's probably going to get Jaden Ivey in back-to-back drafts. The hometown kid. Oh, yeah. There you go. Portland oh. goes... Portland pairs uh, Jabari with... Would he? Would they pair Jabari with uh, with Dame or do they go trade the pick for... It depends. I mean, Jabari might go to Orlando. Number two. I'm going to make a prediction. There is no way that Indiana doesn't end up in the top four. They They played... They tanked the right way this season. They did everything right. I love how they tanked. They were they were a legitimately good team for a while. That was, they made the Knicks crunch time issues look like oh yeah, quaint in comparison for like the first two two and a half months of the season. And then after they're like, oh well, this isn't going our way. They traded their best player, got a better long term player, and uh, and they're you know, but they're like still fighting hard. They're like playing well. They're playing a bunch of kids. Like they're doing it the right way. Good for them. They don't tank other than this year where they can just blame it on close losses. And uh, exactly. Really, really good job by that. Okay. This is Andrew. Your tank. This is mine. Your tank, your SIM, whatever. And again, wow. So (laughs) this is an argument for tanking. If you want to play the odds, Um, Detroit jumps up two spots. They're now the one pick in back-to-back drafts. Portland stays and then top four was Portland and top four for all three of us. I think so. Yeah. Mine. I don't yeah. So it's all jumps. three of us. Yeah. Um, Portland jumps up to the two pick, which that's what well, that's homegrown or Smith in, in that sense. Um, and then Orlando drops down to the three pick, just one and Houston goes from one to four. Uh, the Knicks in all three of these iterations dropped, fell back to either nine or 10, which yeah. I, I so nail the 10 pick is is what I continue to say. Yep. Okay. Trade so up. That was not, or trade up. There you now, go. Not to the top five, because that's not going to be feasible. But you know, a few spots. If that if you like a guy, you have the assets. We'll, we'll talk more about that another time. The 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 Lakers winning the lottery is the most hilarious outcome if this were to happen. Oh yes. Would yes. that let me ask you, would that be the worst season ever? Because here's the here's the thing, right? The Lakers went from a championship contender to getting the number one pick in the draft, but giving it away because of a previous trade with Anthony Davis. But the irony is, and correct me if I'm wrong, isn't the reason that they had or like didn't they have the number one pick the same year that they won the title uh, in 1980-81? Wasn't James Worthy the? I should know this. It would be the Um, reverse of that. Which oh yeah. Oh Wait, yeah, it would be the reverse of that. Well, so close enough to the reverse. Are you talking about the magic draft or the worthy draft? Was well, worthy and uh, also Clay Clay Thompson's um 
Michael, uh, Michael, Michael Thompson. They did Michael have Thompson. the number one pick in 1979, which is the year they drafted Magic. Sure. And then because they won it on a coin toss with Orlando, with uh, Chicago. And but wasn't there a to, year where they won the title and they also got the first pick? Yeah, Worthy was drafted in the 82. And that's the year um, they won the title because the yeah. Celtics won 80, 81, and then so on and so forth. Yeah, but the Worthy, so the Worthy pick, though, was not theirs. It was... Um, right. So that's what Jeremy's saying. It's a similar situation. It's Except the opposite. It's, yeah. It's a lot like when the, I mean, the Celtics didn't win the title, but the year that they were the one seed in the East, I think it was 2017 with the Isaiah Thomas year. And then the Nets, who they had their pick from the Garnett Pierce right. uh, trade and Jason Terry trade, uh, the Nets won the lottery, which led to the Jason Tatum pick. So, so the pick that became... Um, James Worthy was originally a Cavs pick. This is part of why the Stepien rule exists. Uh, it was traded two years prior, along with someone by the name of Butchie Lee um, to the Lakers for Don Ford and a 2000 or an a, not 2000 and a 1980 first round pick. I believe Don Ford was like a decent player, um, but I don't believe he was uh, James Worthy's uh, caliber. Not a Hall of Famer. No, uh, no, actually, <laughs> excuse me. Sorry, that is not accurate. Don, Don Ford was not a good player. I'm looking at his stats. Anyway, we digress. Um, OK, let's get to the best segment of the show. Um, predictions. Yay. Yay. Uh, I didn't realize, by the way, Jerry, I thought that there was just like five weeks left, which meant that like the best John can do was tie you. No, I didn't realize he can laugh. He wins out. I could win. Yeah, could win. So, so by hoping- Julius Randle <laughs> screwing me over in Sacramento. There you go. Oh, wow. Well, you could also blame Randle for the jazz game, too. You can bl- blame Randle for a lot of games. OK, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jeremy's still 11 and nine, still has a lead. Uh, I'm nine and eleven, but coming coming fast and furious, winning three in a row. Uh, games this week, uh, our playback game first and foremost. That should be fun. Uh, on TNT uh, is the uh, Hawks game, which takes place on Tuesday night. By the um, way, I actually didn't ask you guys this before the show, so listeners, you get to hear this live. You guys cool with Tuesday being our playback game? I figured being a TNT game. Yeah, if sure. people don't want to listen to Reggie Miller or whoever yes. it might be, then they'll listen to us instead. I, okay. I love it. Should work. Cool. Um. Then Wednesday, the next night, they begin a road trip. They go three game road trip to Charlotte and then Friday uh, to Miami. And then Sunday, they go to Detroit. Now, little programming note, we're going to be recording our show, our usual Sunday podcast live after the Detroit game. So it's going to kind of be half post game live stream, half Monday pod. We're going to do all of our usual segments. We will try to um, we're obviously, you know, We'll we'll deal with uh, super chats as they come in. We'll we'll kind of try to weave everything together. We'll fumble our, our way through it as we always do. But uh, we're going to give it a shot, and uh, we'll see how it goes. So that's going to be next Sunday. So if you're interested in kind of being a part of the of the Sunday show live, um, to, tune into our YouTube channel next Sunday at around uh, six after o'clock. The game. After, yeah, the, after game. the game, yeah. Okay. Um, there is a part of me here that wants to get feisty and pick three and one. There is a part of me here that wants to get feisty and pick one and three. I can't decide which of those two to do. So I am going to split the difference and go two and two. Yeah, I knew you were going that direction. I was even Chalk. thinking like, how do I plan on this? And I have similarly had issues figuring it out. So I am going to go in the opposite direction. Now. Go for it. <laughs> No. <laughs> I guess it's not the opposite direction. Uh, I'm going to go one and three this time. 
Interesting. Okay. Now nah, that's, yeah, well, good, that's Detroit, a smart money bet. Here's yeah. the thing. Detroit has been I know. I know. They've been very quality, good. And it's yeah. three games on the road and it's Trey Young at MSG. Yeah. No, it's it's, it's I, a, I would have picked two and two, but yeah. I think you know, I like my odds. I'll, I'll do the best I my, can. Here. My two and two pick is more because wouldn't it be like the Knicks to like give the, the like give one one last like sliver of hope, right? Like beat beat um Trey Young and MSG, beat the Hawks in Charlotte. Um and then here's the thing, I can see them like going to Miami and winning and then losing at Detroit. Um, but we'll we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Anyway. Okay. Last but not least, certainly not least, Andrew, the floor is yours. Yes. Welcome to Producers Corner, everybody. The last segment of today's show. Uh, looking at the time, I'm pretty sure the two-parter of today's show, because we're coming up on 72 minutes right now. So in the last part of part two of this Marathon Sunday pod, we are going to do a bracket-style tournament. And I kept it as recency bias. I didn't go all the way back into even the early 2000s. I kept it really to the last eight or nine years. This was smart. And I just knowing who this isn't a knock on Jeremy. I just know like as I go further back in time to when before you start following basketball, it gets a little more difficult. Plus, these are the eight that we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Probably matter the most. We're going to do a Tums tournament. Now, I have a disclaimer. This is not actually in association with the heartburn relief medication known but as Tums. Tums wants to advertise with us. Yes, if you want to, please means. please sponsor us. But by all means, please also don't sue us for doing the Tums tournament. Uh, I have a bracket style tournament where these guys are going to decide who has made us, given us the most heartburn and need for Tums over the last several years. Um, the bracket, as you see on YouTube, um, it, it's a one through eight, and it's going to be just like the March Madness tournament that some of you may be watching this this week and the next couple of weeks. The number one seed is very relevant to 
the conversation you heard throughout today's podcast. It is the 2021-22 season from Julius Randle. Um, the eighth seed that he will be playing is the 2019-20 Julius Hold on. Randle. What's up? Let's go. Let's go through the seeds in order. I think that's the only. You don't want to go one through. No, eight. but we'll, you no, let's, go, you let's read off the seeds. Okay. One through eight, and then we'll go matchup by matchup. Because I, I think also, be... just one thing a way for us not to get sued by Tums, although we're mm-hmm. not going to get is uh, if you put if you make it an acronym for something, so like T dot U dot whatever, it could be like the ugliest messed up shit tournament or something like that. The ugly ugliest messed okay. up. Okay, yeah, so, yeah or like well, you know. that's too much messed up. Well, it's a hyphen. You don't have hyphens. As, oh, you don't okay. account for that. Just the I ugly, just, messy I, shit tournament. Sure. The ugly, messy, messy shit, shit tournament. Great. Um, okay. okay. So, so the one seed is Julius Randle from this season. The two seed is Alfred Payton from last season, 2021. The three season, the three seed is Andrea Bargnani from the pretty much his entire Knicks tenure here from 2013 to 2015. The four seed is Ennis Cantor, not Ennis Freedom. The Ennis Cantor we got to watch for two seasons. Um, I threw a bone because I'm a giving empathetic person to people out there. And I put Carmelo Anthony from 2014 to 17, uh, pretty much after he signed the new contract, Uh, because I know some people don't like the second tour. Some people don't like the entire time of Carmelo Anthony here. I will not concede that. I contest that it was actually largely good. But if you had a problem with the last three years of Carmelo Anthony in New York, that is the five seed. As of right now, the sixth seed being Emmanuel Moutier um, from 2017 to 2019 when he was here during the the first KP year, the first non-mellow year, the the KP ACL tear year, and then the all-in tankathon that had the KP trade the following season. Uh, The number seven seed is Joe Kim Noah. I actually wonder if this is a little low. Uh, The year and change that he was here from 2016 to 2017. And last but not least... Julius Randle from 1920. So we have Julius Randle versus Julius Randle. You guys will get to fight it out over um, who wins that bracket. But his first season in New York, when which was obviously cut short from the pandemic. Um, so it best two out of three. We're basically going through the who made who gave us the most heartburn is the the clarification the the qualifications for what you're making a pick on yeah. who did you hate watching the I, most who gave you the most agita while they were on the team yes. and we will declare a winner of the Tums tournament by the time this is done i just want to say i i think you picked the right eight i would like to give it an, a, a shout out do to you want to do a playing game we can no I, no 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 i don't we don't need to do a play i want to give a shout okay. out tim tim hardaway junior had he, he would like to be mentioned in the conversation as well as Dennis Smith Jr. I think uh, at least deserves oh, okay. a little bit of a mention. That's all. I just want to give those two guys. Um, out of sight, out of mind. Got to be honest. So for the first matchup between Julius Randle, his first season here, and Julius Randle, his, his, uh, this season Current here. Season. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure this. we don't need to talk about this one this much. This supersedes anything that is from the first season. Is that that's fair to say? Yeah, I was going more for the joke that it's Julius versus Julius. It's yeah, I like that would never end um, Mm -hmm. because they'd just be yelling at each other for an hour. But yes, this season's Julius was significantly more insufferable than that season's Julius. Jeremy, do you agree? I would. I would say so. But it's also funny because you could just have the Spider-Man meme. Literally. Oh, yeah. yeah, That's it. Issues with the coach might end up with firings. You know, I do. I have a question for the next matchup, though. Okay. So, well, for Cantor, it'd be 2018, right? 
Oh, what did I put? You have 2016. So when did whatever he get whatever years Canada was here. Yeah. I'll I'll fix, but, but the I'll reason I'm asking, the reason the asking is yeah. because are we? Is it fair to have multiple years of Carmelo in one if we're also separating like Joakim Noah for one year and like individual for for Randall? I feel like if we picked one mellow year. Oh, I understand two, what you're saying. Because uh, then you're like so. Then pick one. Pick yeah. one mellow year. Then I don't know which one. I, I think people have a large issue with. I those. think the last. I think the last one they is probably together. the one. I think seventeen. Yeah, and then Canada could be the last one. This to me is easily, without question, the most difficult first round matchup because I don't know that I've ever enjoyed watching a player less than I enjoyed. That's not the right word because I did not. I did not enjoy watching him. Then in his canter, um, he was. Just incredibly frustrating for me. Um, I never saw a point in putting him on the court when the Knicks had him because of where they were as an organization at that time. And I would have been thrilled if they bought him out the second that they traded for him from Oklahoma City. That being said, I was by the time and I've I've since forgiven him and come to come to a fine religion where it where it comes to Melo's last few seasons here. But at the time. Oh, my God, was I angered that he would not relent and just wave the no trade and just get the hell off my lawn sticking with that theme. Um, this is really hard. I would have to go with Cantor, but it's so close. Jeremy. I'm also having a really tough time of it. I think with Cantor, I mean, that's the thing for, for Mello's no trade clause. You also have Cantor doing his bullshit little will I or won't I player option for $18 yep. million that yep. he kept hanging over the Knicks yep. drove all of us crazy. And then he, of course, opted in, which we knew he always was going to do. I mean, it's tough because Anthony did have the no trade clause that was given to him. It was given to him. But the Knicks did not give Ennis Cantor the player option. He had it in yeah. Oklahoma City because of the, the matching with the restricted free agency in Portland and all that. So I, I think I want to go with Cantor as giving me more agita just because also the, but then there's like tough conversations either way. Like you have people who love points and rebounds and then you have people who just would die on a hill for Carmelo Anthony, no matter what <laughs> it's tough to, to pay. I think the least contentious way to survive this is probably saying that, uh, Cantor gave me more agita because then it's not like, I would, I, no, I, because yeah, no, I think it, it is the way to survive it. But like what, what these guys have in common is like every time they, like every minute Cantor played, maybe not every mi minute mellow played, but like every jab step, like fade away long two that he took, you know, well, the team was like, I, and the, you know, they didn't have a draft pick for like one of those. It was just like, what are we doing with our lives? Like, and that was the, what both of those guys had in common. But yeah, I think you're right. I think we should probably just go with Cantor. And, and Mello rehabbed his image afterwards and yes. Cantor's has gone in the exact opposite direction. So it's also kind of hard to separate yeah. then from now. But I got to go with Cantor. Right. This, this conversation was great. I was never going to pick Carmelo Anthony. So yes, oh, we know that. Gonna be, it was always going right. to be... So it's going to be Cantor. So Cantor moves on. He this moves next on. one, three, three Bargnani, four or six versus six Moutier is a little tough for me because Moutier, I actually kind of, there was part of me that felt bad for Moutier because um, he just was so ill-equipped to, you know, like be like the, <laughs> my daughter just gave me a beer. I don't even know what to do with that. 
father of the year. <laughs> wow. I don't even know what to do with that. Uh, my God, I love my kids so much. Aww. You know, she just read the whole, all of uh, um, Green Eggs and Ham by herself oh. before this podcast. Look at you. Yeah. yeah. J-level book. Eggs and Ham now? Oh, that she does Sam I am by the way a uh, person on who asked the question during the pregame show what favorite what's your favorite non-sports book green eggs and ham that's what green I'm eggs and ham is a damn good one yeah um, okay as I was saying I felt bad for Moody um, but at the same time with Bargnani every time I watch Bargnani play or do something but like I wasn't mad at him at all I was mad at the team for trading for him and for, for making that utterly ridiculous trade that was ridiculous on its face at the time that's why it's like so this one's tough for me because I don't I don't necessarily I don't know I was just so frustrated with the team as at large during the one really important Bardiani season which was the 13-14 year. I'm going to have to go with Moutier in the upset here but I'm curious to hear you guys thoughts on this. Jeremy I'm going to actually go chalk with say Bargnani and the You're reason I think okay. I'm going to go with Bargnani and you could say it's you know the opposite of this but I I pity I feel bad for both of them. I mean even Bargnani's talked about the emotional and mental yeah. uh, issues that have kind of came with it. But for me with this, it's like Moutier was at least a young player at the time where with the right infrastructure, you hope something comes out of it. And now he wasn't a good enough player and they didn't have the right infrastructure. And it's sad because Bargnani, it didn't feel like the Knicks failed him, but it felt like the Knicks failed Moutier. And don't get me wrong. I mean, Moutier's struggles are also likely because of Moutier as well, but yeah. it's just like Bargnani's shot when, when in Milwaukee to make Clyde go like, what is he what doing? Is he folks? Doing? Like yeah. that sticks with me more than we're going to get you right. Moutier. I mean, oh like, God. I, I have to go Bargnani on this one. All right, Andrew, you're the tiebreaker. So what's interesting is like Bargnani, I think is the right pick. And yet the least fun I've had watching the Knicks in probably this stretch of seasons is the, the 2018-19 season. I just, I understand there's a, a philosophy and a math that leads to like, well, better lottery odds. There, those games were over in the second quarter and he was allowed to do second quarter first, whatever what games are you watching? John, whenever, in the whenever you'd line. like to say it, like the, those games, and, they, they were quite yeah. literally unwatchable to the point that it just goes against why I watch sports. Like yeah. I, I knew what the deal was. 90% yeah. of that roster does not have a rotation spot in the NBA right now. I understood what was happening as it was happening. So like philosophically, philosophically, the Moutier pick could advance. In a way, because I'm like more frustrated by that season. If it's if not Emmanuel Moutier season, but can I, I throw something Bargnani's else in? The right pick here. Go ahead. I, my last argument: Bargnani wasn't blocking anybody that were dying that we were dying to see get in the game. And at the time, oh, the Moutier Frank mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, come on. That and the Moutier you Dennis and the Moutier. You know what? I'll go Moutier. I, my frustrations with Bargnani were like, uh, were they were tied to Mello too? Because it was like, this is who you put around. Like after last season, like this is the big acquisition. This cost us a pick. So like I'm more put that on the front office just from a a basketball 
the argument. I'll go like, Moutier here. And Moutier was blocking Frank, but at least at the same time, you could sort of be like, well, Moutier is a young player and you hope that <laughs> you can get <laughs> something. I, look, you, I yeah, didn't I, believe <laughs> it, but it's, but it's still like the logic of it. With Bargnani, then it's like, well, I guess we're in this. So hopefully it works <laughs> out because we're tied to Mello at this point. And I am applying, I, I am applying, which is, I, th I think this actually ended up being a closer contest than we realized. I'll go with the upset here. I, okay. I, the 18, 19 season is just, I, I, I hated how I just hated like turning on a Nick game and like, we were still doing our pod, Jeremy. And it was like, I have to, but I, yeah. I don't like, I know they're not going to win. And I two, just, I hate watching basketball like that. Two to one, Jeremy overruled. That's fair. Okay. Um, this next one, I actually feel somewhat strongly about. So it's number two seed, Alfred Payton from last season versus Joakim Noah, his one. No, he actually played a second season with the Knicks. I forgot that. <laughs> oh my God. How many games? Did he, here, let's off the top of your head. Let's see who can get closer, Jeremy. Me um, or you. How many games did Joakim Noah play in his second year with the Knicks? I'm going to say nine. I think it's got to be. Wait, second year, third. Uh, second. No, second he did not play the, a third year. He he did not play. I think, a third I'm going to go with nine because of injury and shoving Hornacek. I was. I swear. I, I'll go higher. I, I I was thinking something like 16, 17. It is seven. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because also there was the uh, he had the the Pelicans game right. Wasn't that like one of his few good that. games? And it was like, hey, there's there's not hope for him, but there's something there. Oh, I think I remember that game. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, this is easy for me because Alfred Payton, the, the Alfred Payton that we're talking about right here played for what I said at the time. And I think even in light of this season, I still kind of feel is my favorite Nick team in the last 20 years. So I'm not saying like, Oh, well, Alfred Payton was a part of that. Thus. I don't, I didn't, I, of course I got agit or for, from Alfred, Alfred Payton, but like it wasn't enough to overshadow like how many games did I feel like Alfred Payton lost us? One, two, three, something like that. I don't know. Um, maybe I just have a selective memory. Um, so I'm going to go with an easy upset here with Joakim Noah over Payton. Jeremy, I am going to go with Joakim Noah. Oh wow! Go. Okay, yeah. I you know like again I my thing with Payton is that I don't want Alfred Payton, but I also recognize that the options other than Alfred Payton are very slim, and the next time was not then and it still wasn't and it's still not and with Joakim Noah it was like okay I really wish that Phil could have done those pull-ups well, because he stole 72 million dollars <laughs> yeah he stole 72 million dollars and I'll, a real quick story when I was out one night uh, on the Upper West Side there was a pizza place I was on Amsterdam the low 80s high 70s something like that that during Noah's first season there was they had a picture on the window where I clearly, I'll use his term, lit Joakim Noah is biting into a slice of pizza. And I remember seeing him like, oh, that's nice that he posed for this. He's clearly enjoying himself so far in New York. Yeah. Stole $72 million. I'll Fuck also you. go Joakim Noah. I just, you want to talk about selective memory. I don't, it just cannot be stated enough how much vitriol went Alfred Payton's way. I remember. And like you think the the Twitter mafia that's out right now for Tibbs and for Randall is bad. It was all focused at one player in a season that was becoming special. Yeah. And it was like, what is he preventing this team from being? Why isn't like Frank could I, do I, this? Like I my whole thing it. of like, 
they won by 19 and he's a minus 21. I could do that. Like, I'm not saying with pride, I could be in the NBA or with any arrogance. I'm pretty sure if you put me in for those 20 minutes, I could be at least a minus 21. And like it led to his mom getting involved during the playoffs when he got benched and maybe, oh, some, con- maybe some content creators reacting appropriately or, or inappropriately, however you want to phrase that. Regardless, Whichever. Alfred Payton's last season, the 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 negative energy that he incited out of this. Uh, and like, I think that's why I would actually, I actually think I would lean him in this pick. It doesn't matter because you both picked Noah, but like the joke Kim Noah aspect of it all was my frustration went significantly more to the front office. All he did was sign a contract that was offered to him. Yeah. Know? But he didn't, yeah. he didn't make an attempt to live up to that contract. I that's also- fair, but I don't think he was ever like, going to i i never understood the signs uh, in the moment he's admitted that he f- he fucking came here and he, he said lit. fuck this yeah it was too lit for it andrew let me ask you a question what's up are the knicks still paying alfred payton <laughs> that's a good point they're still paying joking now mm. okay. oh we should we should hold up we should do something to commemorate when they uh so that'll be the eve of free agency actually yeah yes, we'll really. commemorate it then Hey guys, quick break to tell you about our new sponsor, HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh offers the flexibility you need with customizable orders every week. You can add extra proteins and sides, change up the serving size when you have guests, or just double up on your favorite recipes so your box works harder for you. You can easily change your delivery days or food preferences or skip a week whenever you need. Feeding the whole family has never been easier with larger box sizes for more servings and more savings. HelloFresh also offers convenient, contact-free delivery right to your doorstep for easy home cooking with the family. The recipes are easy to follow and quick to make, with steps and pictures to guide you along the way. HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips, so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes or less. HelloFresh is 30% cheaper than shopping at your local grocery store. Plus, you skip the checkout lines. Try our quick and easy meals, which include 15 to 20 minute dinners, breakfast on the go, and 10 minute lunches in HelloFresh Market. Perfect for your busy schedule. Enjoy restaurant quality meals for less in the comfort of your own home. HelloFresh's gourmet recipes like balsamic fig sirloin are over 72% cheaper than an average restaurant meal. Look, guys, I don't have to tell you how busy I can be with all the work I do for Nick's Film School, as well as my show Final Review. My girlfriend is just as busy, and when that question comes up every night, what do you want for dinner, rarely do we both have answers. Well, we've actually been customers of HelloFresh for over a year, and we're thrilled when we found out about this sponsorship. Not only is the food delicious, but it's convenient to make and takes away that simple anxiety of what you're going to have for dinner that night. They send you a week's worth of meals, you cook them, you prepare them, you eat them, and then by the weekend, a new box for the following week shows up. It's that simple. Go to HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool16 and use promo code FilmSchool16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool16 and use promo code FilmSchool16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Can I ask a quick question before we do the second round? So does Noah beat Bargnani? Isn't this the second round? Right. Oh, Noah is playing Moutier. Oh, okay. 
right, right. but no, like if right. he was you're the right. six seed, would Noah be Bargnani? I think, I think so, yeah. Yes. Would Noah be Cantor or Mello for you two? Yes. Wow, I lo- I seeded this horribly. That's okay. Listen, let's move. Okay. Let's move on. We got it. We got the one versus well, the four. Yeah, say he advanced. So, um, yeah. So Randall from this season versus Cantor from, um, I guess his last year here. It's easy. Yeah, me too. It, it, it is easy, isn't it? Um, Even though we're prisoners of the moment, it is an easy answer. Randall, right? Yeah. Yeah, Randall. It's it's Randall because Cantor's. For me, like it was something about Cantor's silliness that just annoyed me. And I acknowledged at the time, I think maybe, but I'll certainly acknowledge now that like that wasn't completely altogether rational because like I just, I didn't like the cut of his jib as as I've, as I phrased it. Right. Um, There's also, there was an off the court thing going on with Cantor at the time with his homeland that yeah, I at least respected sure. like what well, yeah, no, yeah, life, for, yeah, which for is sure. why yeah. this being a strictly basketball argument, I was annoyed. He was still on the team in the front office. This is part of that season. I hated, but there was never like a basketball issue I had with him I, to the point of there was never an off the court thing where I was like, Oh wow. I just don't want to see this guy anymore. And the other is I don't like him. You know, the other, the other part of the canter thing was like, I would get annoyed because it would be so obvious to me that he was making the Knicks an actively worse defensive team. And there were people out there who were like, no, he should be playing. And we had this kid, Mitchell Robinson on the bench who could like do special things defensively. And there were people that would argue like, no, 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 you're, 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 you're making this, um, you know, you're seeing something that's not there. Cantor's not that bad, bad of a player. Haven't you um, seen his PER, his per? <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah. His per. Anyway, okay. This is Randall. It's easy. Um, the other matchup I think is a little bit more interesting. So it's now Moutier, who's advanced, going up against Noah. Hmm. Hmm. Joakim Noah. It's, no, it's Noah. Yeah, this is it's actually Joakim easy Noah. too. Yeah. <laughs> it's Joakim Noah. Wasn't that hard? <laughs> it wasn't that hard, I guess. Yeah. Okay. I just had to think about it for a second. Okay. Which gets us, which gets us to the finals. So we got this year's Julius Randle coming up against the seven seed, the fighting Joakim's. Um, man, this is this really just does because I'm 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 not I'm not finding a whole lot of. Are you guys finding suspense here, Jeremy? Do you have any thoughts? Is this is this a, a winner, clear winner? I, to me, it's kind of it's it's close, but it's clear. I think it's the better question is not whether Julius Randle wins this tournament, which I'm pretty sure we both just acknowledged that he did going away. <laughs> are you, are you, am, am I wrong? Upset city, baby. Oh, you're, wow. going, you're really going Noki. Well, I'll tell you Joakim this. Noah. Wow. Here again, you could say a lot about Julius, right? Yes, I have. And we, yes, of course. But again, like the one thing about Julius, I feel like you do not find is, his approach to at least, you know, getting ready and being himself. I'm saying this, I fully acknowledge how bad Julius has been this year, but like, you're not having Julius out on the town, closing down bars and just like he, he, he's the type of guy who's like, my reward for playing well is a glass of wine. And you have Joakim Noah. Who's like my reward for just appearing in a game is to, or or not appearing in a game. Right. Or, or not. Like, so there again, I, I can't emphasize enough how and this is the cap person in me, how pissed off I am at the fact that Joakim Noah's money is still on the books because it's just, it's dead money. It's, it turned into a seven year contract 
And that to me is ridiculous. And the reason was poor management, hundred percent, but also like it got to the point with Noah where there was uh, a grievance issue of him staying yeah. away from the team and it yep. was contentious and it was ugly. I mean, I, I know that we're focusing on this one season with Julius, which is a bad season. Like Julius's highs are so much higher than any high oh. that Joakim Noah came to. It, I mean, just flat out a hundred percent. Like we just talked about this man. He played seven games. You could argue, you could argue that Randall's worst games are better than, than Noah's best games. Here's why it's, it's an easy call for Randall for me. Noah, there was a period where within the first couple of weeks of his signing, it was like, Oh, okay. No, Phil isn't smarter than the rest of us. He's actually quite, quite dumber. Um, this guy just is, he's done. And that was it. Like you accepted it. And like, yes, of course it was frustrating when you thought about the contract. Every time I think about the contract, it's still frustrating, but there was never a sense that like this guy has more in him. Like to your point a minute ago, Andrew, like he couldn't do like there. I, yes, he could have done more. He could never do that much more. He was done. He was, he was pretty broken. Was there an effort? issue yeah for sure could he have done more off the court to prepare himself to play absolutely so what he would have been a good backup if he had given everything he had julius randall i still believe has it in him to be one of the 20 best players in the nba and the fact that he has let himself turn into what he has this season that is what makes that is the, in the spirit to me of the tums tournament because that is what gives me the agita you know, and it's consistent, Ajita, because he's, he's not gone away. So I'll, you're the tiebreaker, Andrew. So before I give the tiebreaker pick, I think it, this is just important to point out how, as Jeff Goldblum points out in my favorite movie ever, life uh, uh, finds a way. And how this tournament, how both of your picks match your philosophies. Jeremy, it gives you Ajita. You need to, uh, to take as many times as possible when you think about the fact that we are still paying off Joe Kim Noah's contract. That's just and, part of it. I'm right. Saying, that's but just, like, I part of that, I think, is the essence of the tournament that you're like, holy shit, we're still paying Joe Kim Noah yeah. off his contract. This is turned into a seven year contract. And that, I think, goes to the philosophies that you like you I forget who was asking me the other day about why this pod works so well, not to get too self-serious, but like Jeremy, as well as being like a fan of the team, you lean heavy sometimes with the economics and like the cap, you make it make sense for everybody. John, you lean with X's and O's, but you're also like bigger into analytics and it's more like you're a numbers guy. The math has to make sense. And there's not a good Julius Randall number this year for a high usage guy like that, especially when it's probably going to lead to the coach getting fired potentially. Yeah. And I lean more the emotional side. I'm more of like the history guy that I lead toward is why like I care about like where basketball's been, where the franchise has been. And like that healthy mix between the three of us balances out where it can be yes. attached to anybody. And it's why I got to be honest, the tiebreaker for me here and, and Jeremy, you, you might've hit on something uh. like, if a pitcher is left in there for like, he clearly doesn't have it in the second inning, but let's leave him in for seven to see like, Hey, maybe he's still going to turn into that guy. Then like at a certain point it has to, I have to go to the next dead pyre. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And if a guy is given like a $72 million contract and like doesn't perform, I have to go to the guy that gave him that contract. And as much as like Tibbs has at time frustrated me and at time, as much as like I have questions about where the current direction of the team is going, I just very early on didn't think Phil Jackson had a clue. I thought he was stealing the next money for four years, almost the entire time. And when the tipping point finally hit, it was a day of jubilation when he was gone, even though people want to say in hindsight, well, he saw the Knicks trading for Devin Booker because because I just, there was no plan of other like, so Devin Booker's going to play next to Derek Rose and Carmelo Anthony at the time. So I will go Joe Kim Noah here. Wow. And the other tiebreaker, I just want to add in, just want to add in is the off the court court part of this where as much as Julius like seems to be having a riff in the locker room, like there is still a part of me on the emotional size that like sees the Kaiden videos and like Kaiden being consoled after they lose to Kentucky. And oh, I like, can give a shit less about I know that. you don't care about that. I do. And that's the part where that I have to, I, I don't have a, a video of Joe Kim Noah being like a good person. Kids, off the court. kids seven years old, get him a fucking remote control car. Give me a break. Okay. And whereas like one, one guy is like, I just, I enjoy watching Julius be like a fun dad at times. Whereas I just don't want to watch him play basketball. Anymore. I get no I joy out of that. watching Julius Randall. Be even a fun just dad. on the court, like we talked about with the jazz game and how he got upset and all this. With Joakim Noah, he was fighting his own teammates and his own coach and then was exercised from the team because you can't play and you don't get along with any of us. So what are you doing here? And then Hornacek lost his job. We'll see if Tibbs loses his job. Like if Tibbs stays, you could make an argument that Randall's season didn't even fire the coach, which means that it's like that. It's not that bad to fire the coach. But then on one hand or the other hand, like, Joakim Noah got his coach effectively fired for failing to maintain well, uh, egos and and in the workplace. I'm not denying this is the matchup that should decide the tournament. I'm not de- denying that Julius probably hasn't done enough to earn himself the one seed here. I think when you get down to it, like we're still feeling the effects of the Joakim Noah contract, what it led to you know is what? like we're stretching it in the case so that way we can get Carm- uh, we can get Kyrie and KD because that's like how much we need to get him out of here. Drastic decisions that had long-term ramifications. You, and he's a New Yorker. He was supposed yeah. to at least be like, uh, you know, he's coming home type of thing. You you have a fake super team. Like Julius was the consolation prize. We knew that he wasn't Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving or any of those stars that didn't sign. Joe Kim Noah was like Phil Jackson's target. 
to help build a team and run the triangle, which is another relic that gave us more than enough Ajita as is. It is hands down Joe Kino for me. You're talking about all this other shit, the triangle offense, the, you know, Phil Jackson of it all being incompetent with Randall. It's all Randall. And I just, the last thing I'll say, and then we'll end this episode is I found it interesting when, what was the article I was reading a few, it was a week or a couple weeks ago where, where uh, someone was, was referencing Randall talking in the, in the locker room about, or like maybe like Todd, Oh my God, I'm trying to remember this where it was, someone was basically intimating that the booze that Julius Randall heard and experienced his first season here still bother him or, or like have gotten to him. And I I'll go and find where I read this at someone I know I'm not making this up. Um, and like, I, I don't think he's ever embraced the fan base. I don't think he's ever embraced the fans. I don't think he's ever, I don't think he's ever, I don't think he's when there were no fans in the stands, they came back. Yeah, fans were back. Hold on. Where is it? Where's Look the New York the post games when they're right. <laughs> the post games where they're interviewing Julius by whatever I, was there and you have I, the fans, the 2,500, then the 5,000 and then the entire stadium. I was there for game one. I think, I think that when was Julius Randall was announced. And, and I think that was, begrudgingly on his part. Mm. I think, I think he did last season what he did in, in spite of the fans. I don't think it was no. ever about the, not that any, not that any athlete plays for the fans. Like let's be, let's keep it a hundred here. Like athletes are doing this for a lot of reasons and fucking me, you and you aren't, aren't any of them, but like, I don't know. I think he, I think he really hated playing in New York. Um, and I think he st- obviously still hates playing in New York. I think he hates us. And I, I think he's, I, and, and I, I return the emotion right back at him. So, um, but see, that's subjective. Here's what's fine. objective. Joakim Noah didn't play. <laughs> Abil- availability is the best ability. I will. That is consistently the number one thing for me. And when a guy plays seven games, and we're still paying for him, okay, at, that's fine. And, but listen, it's it's fine. And I'll just. I'll just wrap up with a counterpoint to your to your subjective analysis, psychoanalysis of like, I, I remember him like re- enjoying the spoils of the attention when we had 2,500 people in the garden. But like, I remember the the Players Tribune article. I remember the New York we hear and then us merchandising it, oh. merchandising the hell out of it. Oh, yeah, because he sat and wrote that Players Tribune article. But. John, so what? So just because like he had someone help him write an article to get his thoughts out, doesn't mean that it wasn't something that came from his heart. I remember him enjoying the the spoils of last season. And then he got tested positive for COVID and the fan base erupted. And since then, because the second game back after that, those two games off, um, that's when he, the, the thumbs down thing happened. Cause that I think is when I was like, really, I gave my heart and soul to you guys. I thought we were cool. And then when I test positive for a disease that's killed 600,000 people, you guys get excited because you want to watch like my backup. Now, like that might be emotional. It's led to some irrational play from him this year, which is why this encore argument is fair, but I'm not going to like fault him. If that's the psychoanalysis I'm actually going to do with him and look at the order of events in that, in that way of how it's happened. Um, he lost me way before the thumbs down. I'll just say that. I, I, All right. Yeah. We know the opposite of a leader. 
I, 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 as someone with the memory here, I know how it's how it's played out. I there is a paper plate covering his face right now. I'm, I'm not surprised that he lost you long before. But hey, I uh, guess I, Joe Kim Noah was also brought in to be a leader. Yeah. Yes, he was, and he did a very poor job of that. I just, I don't know. I remember the one season I was, uh, you know, covered games in person. Uh, the, the Randall's first season here, which did not win in this tournament. Um, I just remember him standing in his locker after games and just like. You want to talk about a lack of ownership, complete and total lack of ownership of the situation and what was going on? Absolutely and zero. Bondi documented that. Like he had a lot going on off the court. Like with his grandma dying, that that messed up a lot of what happened to him. Like his attitude might I'm not saying it's an excuse, which is why like I was talking to Oz about no, this. Like the unwatchability of Julius this year, it's like what happened? Like maybe some there is something going on off the court. Like which we don't know that has led to his attitude being the way it is, the frustration being the way it is. But like, it's why, like if you stick to X's and like Julius is this season has probably been the most detrimental to the rest of his encore product than everybody else. And I'm saying that, the adding in the other factors, I would still okay. Joe Kim Noah, uh, still be, two guys currently on the next payroll. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it, one's making a lot more than the other. Congratulations, Joe Kim. Uh, I guess you earned it. Both still earning. Stuff. He is still yeah, earning. Still, literally. Still earning. <laughs> uh, Jerry, thank you. This was a lot of fun. Andrew, anything else before we go? Nothing. Uh, see you guys Tuesday on playback. We've got ten games. Hopefully, you guys are up for it the same way we are. Jeremy, anything before we get out of here? I think we've said enough. I think we have to. Andrew, what? No, just if I can just shamelessly plug final review this week. Oh, yes. So we just did the tight. We just did Titanic, one of the biggest movies ever. We're doing a best picture theme and uh, we're doing a little known indie uh, for the second to last episode of season one. For those that don't know, we're going to a seasonal approach with the pod. So we're doing two more episodes and taking a break and then coming back in the summer. Um, the next episode, I don't know if you guys have heard it. It's called the Godfather for the 50th <laughs> I didn't know anniversary. We were Godfather. Yes. The, uh, the Godfather, which is falling on the weekend of the Oscars. Of the Oscars. When we're recording it mm. to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the movie coming out. Wow. Yes. So it's Godfather week at final it's- review. Listen to the Titanic episode, obviously, but then we're going to go, go to, uh, go to Sicily and enjoy it's funny Godfather. Because as you were closing out the, the Silence of the Lambs episode, talk, adding up your scores and talking about like, um, you know, the way we've designed it, a movie can't really get higher than 44 or 45. I was thinking, the first thought that popped into my mind is like, I wonder what's going to happen when they do The Godfather. Well, now I'll get to, to listen. It's interesting. Okay. Only caveat I'll, I'll add to that is like, there's a sequel to that movie that maybe a season two episode that there is that divides the math a little bit. I know. I know. You know. Um, this was great. Uh, this was a marathon. Um, we, we, we put in more effort <laughs> tonight than I think, uh, I don't know. Certain people say perhaps. It. No, I'm not going to say. You can okay. say either of our final no, contestants to the 2021. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, all right. Everybody out there, listen, you guys are the real MVP. Uh, you still listen to the show and uh, help us out with uh, reviews and uh, ratings. Feel free to do those things. If you're not subscribed, subscribe. If you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, subscribe. Nick's Film School on YouTube um, where we do all these post games and uh, thanks for listening and we will be back with you soon. Take care.